the college football experience way too early week nine preview on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet. Get started today and you get a risk-free bet up to $500 terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, remember to take some time and chill and grab the perfect cold refreshment. Coors Light. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome to the college football experience. Way too early week two, or I'm sorry, week nine, part two episode. Uh, we are on pick 16. Go back. And if you haven't listened, make sure you check out pick or uh, the first episode. Jesus. I can't talk the first episode of this, where we go through pick one through 15. Now we're on 15 to 30 highlighting week nine of the college football season on the college football experience. And we are at NC Nick pick 16. Where are you taking us? Stark Vegas, Kentucky at Mississippi State. Love this. This was a hilarious game last year uh, in Lexington. Kentucky won twenty-four to two in a game where Kentucky only achieved one hundred and fifty-seven yards of offense. I, I believe this is where KJ Costello threw. I think two pick sixes. Well, he threw four total touchdowns, and Will Rogers threw two touchdowns. So as a team, wait, 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 Mississippi wait, wait, State wait, wait, threw wait. six picks, four touchdowns, oh, four interceptions. Four I'm sorry, interceptions. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. oh, whoa, whoa. Okay. No, he did not throw four touchdowns. <laughs> Obviously, they scored two points. Uh, Costello threw four picks, and Rogers threw f- two picks, so six total. Brutal. So, yeah, I mean, look, you're not going to win if you throw six interceptions. But Mississippi State a lot better this year at home. Kentucky coming on the road here. I think it's gonna be a, a good game, a close game. I think Mississippi, Mississippi State could win this. I think so too. Uh, great opportunity for them to to grab a win here. Their schedule kind of breaks nice for them. We felt we've highlighted that Ole Miss and Mississippi State kind of have a nice schedule. The way things align, considering that they're in the SEC West. Um, yeah, I think Mississippi State is gonna win this one. Mark it down here, Patty. See, Leach gets this one. I've got this one way lower. I mean, you, you look at the teams on both of these teams' schedules prior to this game. Uh, Kentucky's got Florida, LSU, and Georgia in three consecutive weeks. Right? <laughs> That's <laughs> with, brutal. With a, yeah. a trip to South Carolina before that, so it's conceivable they lose four straight there um, going into this game. But at the very least, you got to figure the, on a three-game losing streak, and then Mississippi State. Uh, will have played LSU, A and M, and Alabama on three consecutive. You see weeks. how my point though? They never do this for the other schools. Yeah, they never do. I mean, yes, for other schools like Vanderbilt or South Carolina, will <laughs> right. have to do this. They'll never do that. Yeah. To the likes of Florida, Georgia, Alabama. Well, uh, it just LSU. goes to show you what the SEC th- thinks of these teams. So both of these teams fighting for some respect, and uh, you know, one of them's got to do it at the other one's uh, cost. And or the other one's expense. So um, I don't know. I don't know who to pick in this game. Obviously, uh, Stoops has been doing a darn good job. Underrated down there. Whether 
Uh, Leach is ready to turn the corner in year two remains to be seen. I don't, I have my doubts that they're going to be ready to go. So I, I, I anticipate this to be a really good game though. I'm curious at this point. I, I, I hate to say it and I love our guy as much as anyone, but you have to question whether that's going to work down there in sec country. Oh, it definitely will. When you consider the whole conference shifted. Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. It takes time. Okay. Well, I, I believe I'm it's still wor- a believer. Uh, here's the proof. It's worked every stop he's been yeah, from Valdos to state two when he was in the sec with Kentucky. That's true. And that was just a quick run. Then he went to Oklahoma won an a- and they won a national championship. That's a good point. You make a strong point where I, I do believe Leach will come around, but this is a pretty pivotal game. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I mean, I think for both of these teams though, it's the difference in, you know, finishing their schedule strong or being on a really long losing streak at this point. Yeah. yeah. I guess Mississippi. I, and, I, and I will say that, you know, Leach and all his stops, he never had an Alabama in the same division. Yeah, but when he was at yeah. Oklahoma, Mac Brown was at Texas, and they might have won one national championship. And when he was they at Texas win, Tech, like, Oklahoma was in the conference. Yeah. yeah, when he was at Texas Tech, when he went eleven and one. Yeah, Oklahoma yeah. was eleven and one, and Texas yeah. was eleven one the same year. He, the same year, but I'm saying like year after year after year success that Alabama's had. Yeah, that's true. I don't think anyone's ever been yeah. in the yeah. same yeah. division yeah. as that. But well, Clemson, you could argue, has kind of put themselves in the same mix as has Ohio State. I mean, true. maybe not as many. Titles, Clemson's right. up there. Yeah, you know, no, you're uh, right. You're right. Ohio State's got to the playoffs at least. Maybe not. They haven't won it as much, but you know, the, it's a, kind of the same level of domination. Taller mountain for Mark, Mike Leach to climb than he's ever climbed before. But, but the the counter that he's never had this much talent. That's true. Touche. Boom. Uh, pick seventeen. Patty C on the clock. Where are you taking us? Ooh, I think this one might be a little bit. Uh, going under our radar here, um, Colorado going to Eugene, Oregon to face the ducks. Quack. Give me a qu- <laughs> Let's see. That's a Colorado fan. I feel like the quack, quack, quack. I'm not going to give you the quack against my buffs. <laughs> Watch out. Who sings that? <laughs> you love it. Don't I'll you? tell you that last time Colorado went up to Eugene, the ducks definitely gave him the quack. They beat him 45 to three. True. True. But the game before that, I believe we won in Eugene when we had Levitt as DC and uh, got that dub, I believe interception in the end zone to win that thing. Watch out though, because as I may, I, I'll say this, you're going to have an article in uh, sports gambling podcast.com where I rank the 130, all 130 coaches coming out this week. Um, nice. And my evaluation of Mario Cristobal, I sent you this Patty C while we were, while I was writing this, I'm still a gigantic skeptic. I'm I like, a, the more I dive deep into it, the more skeptical I become. Yeah. So I'm not saying Colorado's going to win this one. Obviously what Thibodeau, that stud defensive lineman for, for on Thibodeau. Yeah, yeah. For, for Oregon going to be a problem. And obviously Eugene is a great home atmosphere. However, plus, Plus, hold on, sorry. It's a second of back-to-back road trips for uh, your Buffaloes. Yeah, they gave us a brutal, brutal at Cal the week before. Yeah, so you go all the way back. Um, but it's a good game. I think I think it has potential to be a good game. It has potential for Colorado to play it closer than people think. Yeah, Colorado's okay. got a brutal schedule to start. I do think, uh, from a team quality standpoint, you're right that this could be a good game. Here's here's a little complaint on a large scale for you guys. Uh, pull back a little bit. Why is Colorado? Why are Colorado and, you, Colorado and Utah in the South? They're both cold weather teams. They belong in the North. And if you know you're going to have 
USC and UCLA playing Stanford and Cal every year and basically fucking up the rotation of yeah. the the games that they play uh, across division, then why not just put them all in the same division? Yeah. I guess ACC had the same thing with the Carolina schools. They wanted but to I split still them up. feel like Colorado deserves to be in the North. I think like those games, like against Washington, yeah. if they played Washington state every year, those games in the snow, you know, I just think it makes more sense. Yeah. But good point. Maybe if they expand and they add a, a Houston or something or a San Diego state, they'll maybe just push those teams in up the north. South. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, I like this game, but uh, you know what? It's my pick on this one. And I'm going to stay in the pac 12 because uh, all these games are chaos. Um, I have all, th- all these pac 12 games, like right next to each other. Um, I'm going to take you to Oregon state at Cal. Now th- I could have played Washington Stanford. Cause those games have been wild as well. Um, but I think Oregon state at Cal two teams kind of flying under the radar could be uh it's a big year for Jonathan Smith. And this, this is the best team he's ever had. His receiving core is really good. Um, I'm excited to see what they can, what they can do this year. Now they do have a brutal schedule, much like Colorado, but, and then you have Cal, Justin Wilcox. Um, I, I think both teams are underrated teams. And I think this is a bigger game. I think the North is going to be like the, the big 10 West guys. I, I made this case. I mean, probably the South too, but North for sure. I feel, yeah. I don't think Oregon and Washington have a much of an edge on, on Stanford, Cal, Washington state or and Oregon state. I think that conference could, I mean, that division alone, there's a very thin line between one and five. Agreed. Even from a talent standpoint, I think, uh, Oregon's a little bit Johnny come lately when it or comes one and to six. Yeah. Yeah. One through six. Yeah. Uh, I think USC is uh, significantly ahead talent wise of anyone in the um, pack pack 12 South, but yeah, I, and I think from a coaching standpoint, you're right. The fact that one of the more uh, talented teams has crystal ball, which is a coaching liability. Almost. It's just, it, it reeks of parody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nick, what do you think of Oregon state cow? Yeah, it's a good game, man. I had it in the same spot as you here. Uh, yeah, both schools could make a little noise in the Pac-12 North. And uh, you know, last year the Beavers won at home, thirty-one twenty-seven. Star running back Jermar Jefferson ran for hundred ninety-eight yards. You, you usually don't see that against the Cal defense. Uh, you know, but it helps when you break off a seventy-five yard run for a touchdown, eighteen seconds into the game. <laughs> so we'll see if Cal can tighten up that run defense a little bit, but yeah, it should be a, a close fun game here. Cal was kind of like, well, I shouldn't say cause their COVID issues weren't uh, necessarily because of the, 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 the players sitting, they opted out. A lot of players opted out like Syracuse did too. Yeah. Syracuse was starting a fullback at guard and a bunch of their secondary that got drafted this year. Um, they opted out. So put them in a really tough spot when you're planning on these players being there. Uh, that's why I think Cal is kind of undervalued. The state of New York yeah. did get hammered, so maybe you'd have the a little sympathy there, and yeah. then you, that's kind of what you'd expect out of San Francisco. Um, yeah. Syracuse is all the way out in western New York, though, man. It's not New York City. That's Canada, that's man. That's yeah, that's, that's Canada. <laughs> um, but yeah, Oregon State, Cal. All right, pick nineteen, NC Nick. Where are you going? To the beach. Uh, let's go to uh, the, the first weekday game uh, that we've chosen this week here. Troy at Coastal Carolina. My Chanticleers, you know, against a pretty solid team in Troy on a Thursday night. You know, I'll be watching. Go Coastal Carolina. It should be a pretty good game here. I expect my chance to win, my shots to win here. But uh, yeah, man, good little Thursday night game. 
I like it. Troy's going to be better this year. I think Troy's getting the getting back on track to where they were. And I think coastal Carolina will see, I think coastal Carolina has got an interesting year ahead of them. Um, excited to see Jamie Chadwell's progress. Uh, so, so curious how the sunbelt, the sunbelt's really gaining as a conference. I really enjoyed watching them last year. And I, when you think of Louisiana Lafayette, when you think of coastal Carolina, Appalachian state, Georgia, Southern Georgia state, even Arkansas state, you see like, those are good teams. Those are good teams. They're only really shitty teams were Texas state who actually played with some teams, South offense, at least South Alabama, solid uh, defense, at least. Yeah. But, but uh, as far as the top of this conference, and then you add in Troy, who's traditionally been good. Yeah. They've, they've hit the reset. So the past two years, I think this, this, the sunbelt is actually a, a conference that's really been coming up lately. And I'm excited to watch this one national TV Thursday night. Sign me up. Patty C. Well, let's see. Troy last year managed a five and six record. Um, I guess they had a couple close losses in there. Lost to Middle Tennessee by three. Lost to Coastal by four. Lost to Georgia at Georgia State by seven. Lost uh, uh, to Georgia State by two. So, so they almost went undefeated. They almost went undefeated. They're actually way better than the record. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is that, that like I could see the progress when I watched. They may have games. hung with Bama in the national championship. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, people laugh when Neil Brown was at Troy when they were doing good. Not only did they beat LSU at LSU. They only they were w- beating Clemson, the Deshaun Watson Clemson team in the fourth quarter of that. Troy it, was Troy was in Alabama too, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, State go, champions. So I mean, they played a really hard schedule last year. Troy at BYU, they played at Georgia State, uh, uh, at App State. Yeah, Coastal Carolina. There's that's They're better a bunch than their of record t- indicates. This is a good team. game. It's a good game. Yeah. Uh, all right, pick twenty, Patty C. Where the hell are you taking us? I got a feeling it might be New Orleans. I got a feeling it might be Lincoln, Nebraska, or it might be Atlanta. Ooh, Atlanta's on my radar. Or Palo Alto, perhaps. I, yeah, that's also on the radar for sure. That probably should be it. Uh, you know, also fucking Waco is 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 tempting because I don't know how good they're going to be. And really, what would be more tempting about that would be uh, where is Sarkeesian at that point in the year. We'll get to that. I think Washington at Stanford is yeah, the most compelling game on the schedule. I, I think we missed this. I mean, dude, uh, Troy coastal Carolina, I'm excited for, but Washington state, this has actually been like, if you go back and look, these games have been great. These games have been like close games. Uh, I think, I think this is a, a solid play here. I mean, we're talking about teams that have both been either in the playoff or the Rose bowl within the past, like five years. These are two fucking good programs. You know, I obviously, uh, well, I can't say that Washington has taken a step back. They did two years ago under Peterson went seven and five, but last year three and one or two. And what was it? They won, Three and one. They won the North, but didn't win the North. Right. <laughs> Stanford <laughs> is still figuring it out. I like Colby. I'll, I'll give him credit. You were right. You were right. They have slipped a little bit. They haven't been able to maintain. They, hey, you know what though? Shaw last year kind of had a better, I mean, what'd they go three or th- they went four and two last year. Yeah. They're not bad. They're still a decent program. Now they did win all of their four wins. They beat Cal because Cal missed an extra point. <laughs> they beat Washington by five. They beat Oregon state by three and they beat UCLA by one in double overtime. So all like, of their wins, like Nick says, if it happens once it's lucky, if it happens <laughs> all the time, it's fucking cause you're good at it. But I'm telling you these, these, these matchups have been fun. They've been fun matchups. Uh, that's why I think probably as much as I love Colorado, Oregon, and even Oregon state, 
and Cal. This should have been this, above it. Well, this one just if you were gauging by close games and, and having that effect, this this game has been pretty solid. Well, they're they're similar in style. Smash mouth football. I know Sanford's throwing it around a little more these days, but David Shaw is only going to go so far from home, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, look. I mean, you go back the the 2019 Stanford won by 10. That was a closer game than that score indicates. I remember watching that one. Then the, you go back the year before that, Washington wins 27-23 in Seattle. Uh, these games have been back and forth for the past. So all three games really 10 points or less. And then you go back even before that, an eight point game. Oh, so the other thing is the flip side of uh, you know having not having Utah and Colorado in the North, but having Stanford and Cal in the North is this game has Pac-12 North implications and could be for a bid to the championship. Certainly, game. certainly. You know, maybe I'm sleeping on Stanford a bit because I'm looking at their schedule last year. So they started off the year 0 and 2, losing at Oregon and losing at home versus Colorado, and then they played four road games to close out the year and won all four. Yeah. And that it was at Cal, at Washington, at Oregon State, at UCLA, and they have a bye week before this game versus Washington. I've kind of written off Stanford here. Maybe I need to uh, rethink my inks here. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, this game should probably be a lot higher. When you what base do you guys the, think about Stanford, do they have a chance? Yes, they do. I think that I, I when I mentioned the Pac-12 North, I think every single team has a chance. Stanford's got a good quarterback. Uh, David Shaw has only had one losing season in his career. So as much as I, I do think that program's tr- uh, trending downward a little, a little bit, but I still think they're a good team. And you could, I think each week they'll have a, if I'm a Stanford fan, you have a shot to win the North this year. And I think Dude, that, they won, they won four straight road games in conference. Yeah. That's incredible. That's, you talk about the back-to-back road trips. They had four in a row. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize this, it, but here's crazy. the problem this year. They played 12 power fives <laughs> doing themselves. No favors. Look, this team, uh, what is it? They, uh, from 2009 to 2018, that's 10, 10 year period. They, they had at least eight wins for 10, 10 straight years uh, up until 2018. So that's pretty recently. And that includes uh, five trips to new year, six bowls. Like they're, they have had some elite success in the last decade. Yeah. They're yeah. a good team. They just slipped a little Like, Let's see if they can rebound, but four and two last year was a step in the rectory. 2019 was four and eight, four and two. Maybe they're figuring it out. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I'm excited to watch them. I mean, they always have good quarterback play, man. So, uh, all right. Now we get to, uh, we go back and I'm at pick 21. I'm going to take you. I know there's a, f- there's a few out there that I really like. There's one that I think is a, a, perhaps a a bowl game of coaches to get fired, but I'm not going to hit on that one yet because I see an upset with Willie Fritz and his slamming hot wife. Yes. In, in new Orleans, Cincinnati oh. at, at Tulane. Stop don't, throwing shade at my boys, buddy. I don't dude, like tell it. me you're not a, just somewhat like scared of this little matchup here. Cincinnati at Tulane. This one, they sh- this one should be a weekday game. They need to they need to put this on Thursday. Um, yeah, that would be fun. It just reeks of a Thursday game, but I I really think that uh, this could be a spot where Tulane could catch Cincinnati if they're asleep here. Tulane's a solid team, and they're getting better and better. They started a freshman quarterback last year, a true freshman quarterback. So uh, I think this one could, really could be a spot that where they can catch them. Tulane's schedule is kind of brutal though, but. It's a good spot. They also play at SMU that 
the Thursday prior. So they have a longer amount of rest to prepare for Cincinnati. Now they do have at UCF the following week, which is a brutal three game stretch there. But uh, I mean, I think look, Cincinnati plays Navy the week before this is the second of a back-to-back away. They go at Navy, then at Tulane. I wonder like a, if we could get a statistician to look up the stats uh, as far as like a point spread, right? Expectation of how many less points you cover by on a, on one of, on the probably, especially the back end of a uh, 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 back-to-back road trip. And then also when you get two extra days to prepare, how much better are you based on that? And those two factors could swing the points probably by at least three or four a bit. Yeah. For Vegas, so there might be value in this game to bet on Tulane. Uh, I don't know that they're ready to take Cincinnati. I'm sure Cincinnati would have something to say about this game being put on a Thursday, and I'm sure that they have some clout yeah. in the uh, division or in the conference at this point. So maybe that's why that that didn't happen. But either way, um, you gotta be a little bit scared for this one as a, a as a Bearcat fan over there at because coming off of a triple option team, they always say that's a brutal that's body a, blow, yeah. the proverbial body blow. Nick, what's your thoughts on Cincinnati at Tulane? It's an interesting matchup. I do like uh, Pratt, the uh, QB for Tulane. I think you hit the nail on the head. If this was Thursday night, Friday night, I'd be pumped to watch this. Unfortunately, on a Saturday, I don't even know it's going to be on what like C- like CBS Sports or something, or <laughs> it's going to be hard to find. I'm afraid it's going to kind of get lost in the mix. Uh, but it could be an interesting game. I'll give it that much. Tulane is really the type of team that should should take advantage of the Thursday night stuff because New Orleans might get lit yeah. and might have their full they might have New Orleans's full attention on a Thursday night. I feel like on a Saturday Tulane's an afterthought. True. I'm not sure if Tulane ever has New Orleans full attention. <laughs> well, they got to work <laughs> up to it. <laughs> but if they beat Cincinnati, true, they were top true. 10. Trust me, I've been to New Orleans. They'll party for anything. All right? Touche. But I, I agree with you at this point. Tulane is probably a pretty big afterthought, even in new Orleans. All right. Well, I want to tell you guys that the college football experience way too early week nine previews brought to you by win bet. Win bet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games, generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at win bet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to a $500 risk-free sports bet. That's uh, that's pretty fucking amazing right there. Terms and conditions do apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. Um, all right. NC Nick, it is back on you. Pick 22. Well, eight, eight picks left. Let's fire these things away. All right. Very similar game. Same conference. Uh, a lot of similarities. What we just mentioned SMU at Houston. Great would matchup. be a great weekday game. Great, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, in state, two good, two good programs every year in state. You know, recruiting means a lot here. Uh, Dallas get, versus though, Houston, oh, gotta man. love that. Gotta love that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there should be a phone here, man. It should be high scoring. Should be lots of action. Uh, I, I actually rank it a little bit higher than the one you just picked. Well, I just see a potential top ten upset in the in the two lane spot. I I think SMU Houston is going to be fantastic. I'm really excited to see if I had to take a, a group of twenty teams that I'm excited to watch this year. SMU making that because they run the air raid, Sonny Dykes, and he hired Jim Levitt as his defensive coordinator. Very interested to see how that will work out. I think SMU could be a sleeper in the AAC this year. That's a good idea for a column right there. 20, yes. 20 teams. You're most interested to watch. That'd be interesting. There we go. I That's like fun that one. This is the uh, Texas is a bully bull 
and won't let us in the big 12. That's bowl. true. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, no, I, I agree though. That's a great game and it should be on national TV and should be a weekday game, but Patty C pick 23. Where are you taking us? I'm staying in a, in the state of Texas and I am going just down the road to Waco where the Longhorns will be visiting the bears of Baylor. This one's interesting because when, when you and Nick were talking, you guys are kind of getting into it about Baylor. You brought up a good point of Baylor kind of was a feisty team last year. When you, and when you consider when you consider Aranda didn't have spring ball, had a shortened camp, all, all those year one coaches got to kind of put an asterisk next to their well, first year. Baylor's been talented as shit. Yeah. They have been churning out some studs, you know? And so I don't it just expect that stopped, you know, they're a fucking, they're Liberty of the West. In fact, as far as a Christian school in Texas that has shown that scruples aren't necessarily like a big part of its identity, mm-hmm. I could easily see Baylor paying like a motherfucker for some players. You know, and yeah. so I think as long as they're doing that, there's plenty of talent in <laughs> Texas. Like I said, 14 out of their 17 commits are from the state of Texas. They're probably just going to all those high school coach. I mean, Art Bryles was a high school coach in Texas. That's probably their model right there. Either way, um, I think both of these teams coming off a of bye. Uh, this, this could Stadium. be a sleeper game. This could be a sleeper game because yeah. uh, Texas, you know, proved. I know last year we made the case that Herman almost went undefeated, which he almost did, but they also barely got past Texas tech. They barely got past some of these teams. Well, look at their schedule prior to this game, Texas tech at TCU, Oklahoma, Oklahoma state. If they're riding a four game losing streak coming into this game, you know, pl- probably three at most, but I could eat. I mean, you would have to think that they're going to yeah. lose those three. Well, big 12, Nick hates this game. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Actually, I don't because I have no idea what to expect from, from either team. And that in its in of itself makes it somewhat interesting. Yeah. Uh, and you're right. Maybe we're, we were sleeping on this game a little bit because it could be a live dog at home here against Texas. So uh, I'm intrigued by it. it yeah. You know, this falls kind of where it should be. Let's see what happens here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Pick 24. It is on me. And look, I'm going to the, the, the game where I think the loser got to worry about where's this program headed. Are they going to fire the coach? I'm taking you to Lincoln, Nebraska, plant my flag with the corn Huskers, Purdue at Nebraska. And like I said, guys, everyone talking these other schools, I think the big 10 West would not surprise me if the winner of this game has something to say about the big 10 West. All right. Would not surprise me. Purdue at Nebraska. Sign me up. This game is good. This is a double flag. Plan. This is a good this game. Is a double <laughs> double here. Right. No, I think this is going to be a game. I think it's going to be a game. Uh, this is probably a highly, this will be a, a, a very entertaining game. I think I know. I agree with that. Yeah. So, and I think both teams going bowling this year. I actually don't know that I would. I think it'll be a close game. I don't know if it'll be an entertaining game. I don't find either of these teams to play an entertaining brand of football right now. Really? I do. Yeah. This game's an afterthought. This game <laughs> is like, you, know, you guys two, are just huge haters. This is two like six and six or at best seven and five schools. That, that's like a coastal champion in the ACC. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I just don't see this game as very entertaining. I mean, look, we're at the point where I'm not going to argue any pick. Cause I had it within the same mix, but this game does not excite or interest me. Whatsoever. What about the fact that both <laughs> coaches are on the hot seat? That's a, adds a little something. Come I mean, on. 
Is is your boy at Purdue on the hot seat? I heard speculation that he could be. But I think they're going to give him another year. But what yeah. the fuck are the expectations at Purdue? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's taking. Well, I, yeah. I told you guys that stat a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, like they've been like five hundred for how many years in a row? Like fifteen years. Well, another <laughs> I mean, thing is crazy. But their academics. I have, someone was making that point that their academics are actually tougher than a lot, most of the schools in the Big Ten. Which ah, is you impressive. know what? So, so's Duke, but Duke's had years above five hundred. Well, that's because the coastal. <laughs> that's true. They're in the West. The West, would, saying, the West is better than the coastal by a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a great game. I don't care what you guys say. Fuck you. Look, I, I, I never hated Nebraska the same way you guys did. Like. Uh, as color as a Colorado fan, especially Colby, um, but I, I feel like the, a lot of the country hated Nebraska because of their success. I kind of liked them during that period, um, but um, so and I'm a Scott Frost fan. I always have been, whether it be at Nebraska or at UCF or wherever, you know. Um, so I'm rooting for them, but uh, I'm with Nick. It's like it's just they suck, you know. The four straight losing seasons, the fucking the proof is in the pudding, buddy. You better start thinking about yours. I can't wait to prove you wrong. Pick 25 NC Nick on the clock. Where are you taking us? Oh, geez. Uh, how about we go to another weekday game? How about a little, not, and not the one you're thinking, uh, Navy at Tulsa. <laughs> no, this is, I, I know you're for some reason you're not playing ECU, but this uh, is, a, this is a good game. This is a really good Dude, game. I'm a yeah. Tulsa fan this year. Count them as one of the teams I'm going to plant a flag for nice. as long as they can get decent quarterback play to at least match what, what, what Zach Smith was doing last year, which wasn't a whole lot because yeah. I, I believe in their defense and uh, yeah, well, Navy's always interesting just due to the brand of football they play and the different styles between Navy and Tulsa here. So especially on Friday night, I'll be watching. You should too. Should be a good game. I, I love this matchup. Love this matchup. Um, I think both teams will be bowl teams this year. And, I agree. And sign, there it is. Sign me up. Yeah. Triple option against what Tulsa's doing. Tulsa's defense, wondering how they're going to react with Zayvon Collins. They also lost a corner like that was really good to the transfer portal, but I think they're going to be able to reload defensively. Would they have been AAC champions last year? Had Cincinnati not ducked them in yes, Tulsa. I really believe they would very yes. potentially, very potentially. This is the a way they team. played them in Cincy. I'm bl- I believe that yes, that answer. and that was in a rainstorm. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Although I don't know who that favors, but since he was a defensive team traditionally, yeah. so that usually favors the defensive team. Who uh, knows? I think it favors the home team too. That's true. Um, let me let me say this real quick. Navy. I just thought about this the other day. How is it that either Army or Navy isn't playing Air Force every year on Labor Day? I've been talking about. Uh, I was saying Thanksgiving. Well, Thanksgiving Every should Thanksgiving be one of them, right? Should be Navy, Navy versus Air Force. Air Force, right? Yeah. How about Army versus uh, Air Force on Labor Day every year? Yeah, or VMI. Oh, uh, you guys are missing the boat. What about Veterans Day? <laughs> That's true. Isn't it's not like in early November? Wait, uh, is Veterans Day? In? Yeah, it's That's early a good November. one too. But at they least can play you, VMI that day. Is that on a specific day of the week, <laughs> Veterans? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think that's on an actual like date. So uh, at least put that, 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 VMI the Citadel on. Sorry, I didn't mean to catch that. <laughs> there you go. Well, I, I'm reminded of it because we got Air Force uh, and Navy on, on 9/11, 9-11 right? this yeah. year. Yeah. And I was like, you're not going to get 9-11 every year on a Saturday, but you are going to get Labor Day on a Monday every year. Yeah. But if the Mac can play on a Tuesday and if the Sunbelt can play on a Wednesday, then you can make it work. And people want to watch. They want to gamble on these things. God damn it. Figure it out. All right. Uh, pick 26, Patty C. Where are you? Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> gonna go with your Hokies. Gonna go. Uh, 
No, I just I can't think that uh, Georgia Tech is going to be any good whatsoever. <laughs> not uh, so fast. Yes, <laughs> yeah, not so fast. If if Virginia Tech is in a position where this game is going to be competitive, that means Virginia Tech is really sucking ass too. <laughs> that means this game is going to be terrible. It's going to be a terrible game either way. I don't think so on that one. Uh, <laughs> give me, give me, give me Wyoming at San Jose State. Oh, I love this one. Okay. I love this one. Look. Wyoming returns 98% of their roster there. They, look, this team had a bad record last year, but you got to understand the first quarter, their quarterback, Sean chambers out for the year towards ACL. They were better than the, what their record indicates. The Cowboys in that mustard uh, yellow. And I love this matchup. Yeah, I love le- the leather Brown. Yeah. Yeah. You love the uniforms on both these teams, right? Um, no, but I'm I'm serious. I'm pulling up Wyoming's schedule because I want to prove this point to you. Craig Bowl doing a great job. He's got what two eight win seasons, I think, in the last uh, three or four years here. And if you look back at last year, when you lose your quarterback that early, they still took Nevada to overtime, right? So look, last year they they went they went two and four, right? When their backup quarterback was really bad, right? Yeah. Still, all they're still really competitive. Nevada, we know they're a good team. They they lose by three in overtime. They lose by ten to Colorado State. They lose by one at New Mexico, and which is a bad loss. But then only by eight to uh, Boise State. Like this team is better as long as they cannot get injured at the quarterback spot because they don't have the depth. Yeah, there, uh, they're going to be fine. Well, four previous well, a lot years. of quarterbacks can't afford a loss. Yeah, I'm sorry. A lot of teams can't afford a loss to their starting quarterback. Okay, so sorry, Patty. Go ahead. No, that, that's definitely a killer. And uh, although Colby has criticized their starting quarterback, saying he sucks, uh, Chambers. No, but he could run. He could run. I'm just saying, like the, their backup was was dude, even worse. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> he could run or throw. Yeah. Oh, or was it the backup? That <laughs> that's was what problem. I'm saying. I think you're remembering my my complaining of the backup. Oh, okay. The backup. I was like, oh my gosh. He was he, yeah. Super terrible. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. The last uh, four years under bowl here, uh, eight and six, eight and five, six and six, eight and five, three bowl berths there should have been four since they went six and six the other year. The the program is in good hands right now. It's in good shape. And uh, well, obviously, and, and then you add in San Jose state, that, you know, they shouldn't have played that bowl game because they had like 40 players out, but, or 20 players out or something, but yeah. they went undefeated essentially. Yeah. So in the regular season, they went undefeated San Jose state, uh, Brent Brennan's got that program rolling. I was shocked. He didn't get hired away. Yeah. So would you say either one of these teams is a sleeper in the mountain yes. West this year with, with Boise state breaking in a new coach? We don't know how Avalos will do. I think Boise state, Nevada are kind of your and San Jose state are your front runners. But after that, Wyoming, San Jose, or I'm sorry, San Diego state. And probably you might even want to consider Fresno state or Hawaii as a, as a, as a contender, Nick, what do you think of the mountain West? What do you think about this game? I agree with everything you said, except for Hawaii and Fresno. I mean, no offense to those guys. I think they're like middle of the pack dudes. Uh, I agree. Wyoming could be a lot better, Uh, but the real story with mountain West is, is maybe the decline of San Diego state. With Brady Hoke, I mean, dude, but the, even last year they went four and four. The, he's recruiting at a higher level than they had than they have ever, really. Can he can he coach though? That's a good point. I mean, but I think last year you look at their four and four. They really went four and three. They added a Colorado game on like a Thursday, took that L. 
Now I, I had concerns that the quarterback spot, he's got to get that figured out. But I also think you're underselling Fresno state. They had a brand new coach who got hit with the COVID season. Uh, and this guy was a proven good coach. He was with Jeff Tedford at Fresno state. He left and actually was the guy to really take Indiana's offense to the next level. And then he left to come back to Fresno as the head coach when Tedford re- retired. I think that team's better than what you, what you realize. Well, they're still probably middle of the pack this year. You know, granted, maybe you've watched more of them than, than I have. Maybe, maybe they do have a bright future, but that's probably two or three years down the road. Look, they went three and three last year. And uh, once again, a coach without spring ball, without a brand new coach with all this shit, uh, watch out. Fresno state might be a bold team this year. There it is. There you go. Yeah. Um, uh, I like how Colby's got like the pen and, and the point now. It, oh, it makes yeah. it official. Yeah. You know, that's right. There's buddy. definitely some Lee that's Corso right. going on there. <laughs> Not so fast. Got, like put the pen behind your ear. A little well, bit hopefully too. my car doesn't I, get struck by move. lightning. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. Where is that? A Virginia Tech. Yeah. All right, Patty C. Um, it is on. Well, no, it's on me. Pick twenty-seven here. I love how you played that one. Um, I'm gonna take you to. I mean, look. There's a nationally televised game in Greenville, North Carolina. I know you guys want me to take that, <laughs> right? But you know what? I, I'm gonna take you to. Man, there's not a lot that I love. I don't love that Indiana game. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm going to take you to uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. Yeah, it's a decent game. Boise State at uh, Colorado State. Uh, I think Colorado State they got whooped by Boise last year. Adazio year year one didn't do great at Colorado State. Year two got more of his guys in there. Uh, Avalos, there's questions, you know, as as we don't know what to expect from him. I know he was a good DC, but can he make it work at Boise? It's a fun game. This should be a weekday game too, though. Put this on a Friday night, guys. Come on. Future rivals in the AAC potentially too. Yeah, there was an article. Sports Illustrator dropped that article about uh, the AAC can uh, you know talking expansion with Boise State, San Diego State, and Colorado State. Wow, that would be pretty substantial, especially for I mean for both really football and basketball. Presumable division yeah. rivals. Uh, they would break it off and do an East and a West. Yeah, and I think the West would be what Houston, Memphis, Tulsa. Uh, San Diego State, Colorado State, and Boise State. It's a competitive division. Yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, just having those, your top football teams. If you have Boise State, UCF, and Cincinnati. Yeah. And even Memphis as that fourth, and or Houston. Yeah. You're gonna be. That's a formidable. That's conference. better than a lot of. I mean, let's take the ACC. You obviously Clemson's better than them, but after that, you can make a case. You could take that with the, even the Pac-12 or the Big 12 you might be able to make that case. Maybe not this year in the big 12, but certainly the AAC yeah. or the ACC. Yeah. If they, if they don't get their shit together, then they're going to find themselves behind the American Nick. What do you think Boise state at Colorado state? Well, I don't trust Adazio, and I think uh, Colorado state might be on the decline as well. Similar to San Diego state. So uh, yeah, those two schools I'm not high on in the mountain West. I am, you know, bigger on Boise this year. So I think Boise state rolls but look, I mean, it's a road game in conference and we don't know that for sure. So there's some intrigue there. There you go. All right. Well, pick 28. It's back to you and see Nick, where are you going? Duke wake, man. Come on. We got two <laughs> of the uh, premier private schools in the ACC other than Miami. <laughs> this is my kind of game here. Duke wake. They should, they, they, they play every year. The games are usually fun. Didn't wake destroy them the last time they played. Uh, maybe that's, you know, that's, you know, water under the bridge. <laughs> Hold on, I got to so. pull this up. 
I thought Wake Forest just absolutely destroyed them. Uh, was it last year or was it two years ago? Ah, uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I appreciate schools. the shameless plug here, the shameless flex here. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see both these schools. Why, why you pull that up? Let me just tell you, both these schools are probably going to be on the brink of, 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 of a bowl berth. So they need this win, especially the later we get in the season, <laughs> the more valuable these wins become. Uh, this, so this game is going to be a battle. Who knew this game was canceled last year? No one, uh, the, the, the year before though. Oh, okay. The year before it was actually only 39, 27. I don't know what I'm thinking of. Let me see if it was a uh, wake beat Duke 39, 27 and 19 and 18. Happens. Happens to the best of them. In 2018, <laughs> they beat Duke 59 to seven. That's what I'm thinking of. That's the that one I'm thinking. A long time of. ago. Like it's Coach K's <laughs> last year. <laughs> Patty, see your thoughts on. You're an ACC guy. You're gonna back up NC Nichols. Well, I like that you got your fake, uh, your number two rivalry in North Carolina. Probably your number eight rivalry in North Carolina here. Uh, who knew Nick was so tickled to watch two teams battle for a bull berth late in the season? <laughs> but, Talk about it. He was giving me a hard time about my like two lane play, right? And he's like, it'll probably be on ESPNU. Well, what like do you I'm think this game? Channel, this right? game's gonna be on a- the ACC network, like channel four of the ACC network. You're gonna have to really search to see this one. <laughs> ESPN the Ocho. Yeah. Uh, let, let me let me have you do this for me, Nick. Sell me on why Duke could one day be an interesting or is currently, but could potentially one day be an interesting program. What angle could they possibly take in football to be? Well, here fucked? we go. So so Cutcliffe has laid the groundwork. Okay. When Cutcliffe took over Duke, their practice field was fifty yards. That's they they didn't <laughs> even have a full length practice field. <laughs> So they've pumped resources into the football program. Well, by making tons now, of bowls, he made a lot of bowls. Exactly. They that made helps. the, they won the coastal one year. They've won just as many times the coastal as, as Miami UVA and UVA. <laughs> so the groundwork has been laid now in a couple of years, Cutcliffe is probably going to ride off to the sunset. Hey, you did your work. Hell of a job. Pat on the back. Enjoy retirement. We're going to get a, a young, you know, startup coach, maybe like a Steve Spurrier type in the mid eighties, like he did at Duke in the mid eighties. And he's going to take the program to new heights. Anthony Dillwig did great job. <laughs> did a great job with Anthony. <laughs> what about Fred Goldsmith had a couple of good years there. Clay Helton was on that staff. All a right. lot of people don't remember Steve Spurrier at Duke. He was, he, that might've been his first job as head coach. And he did good there. He won an ACC title there. Mm, I believe mm, mm. then Ben Bennett was the quarterback. Yeah, ben Bennett I remember also a Ben really Bennett, good, uh, arena league quarterback, right? Yeah, yeah, played for the and the World League, Sacramento Surge. All right, <laughs> <laughs> talk to me. Welcome to the college That's experience. Amazing. Hey, let me right? say this: if 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 football money is starting to flow into basketball at the likes of Alabama, right, and Kansas is willing to take some of that basketball money they got and invest in their football program, looks like Kentucky's kind of doing the same. Maybe Duke will fucking figure it out and really throw throw all that Coach K money into the football program and get that thing Boom. going down there. There we go. And tell me what are the podcasts is talking about Ben Bennett and Anthony Dillwig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we might as well just be like, gr- give me an old telephone book and I'll just start <laughs> saying old names. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the audience is like these fucking idiots. Who the fuck is Anthony Dillwig? Right. Uh, Hey, 
I love it though. All right. And that's all, all that matters at the end of the day, pick 29 Patty C. What's your last pick of the draft? We're going to Champaign, Illinois, where the fucking golden Guido <laughs> is playing against Brett Bielma and the fucking a fighting a line of Illinois. Look, we got two high end coaches that have both I, been to the mountaintop. I love how you're giving Nick a hard time. And then you play this. <laughs> It doesn't matter that neither of these programs has ever won anything in the history of their <laughs> programs. Uh, this to me is an interesting game. These are big 10 programs on the rise and they're coaches with a lot of fire and personality. I expect some, maybe one or two fireworks to come out of this game. <laughs> you know what though is Rutgers. If we're going to mention that top 20 teams that we're eager to watch this year and why we threw in a SMU for me and you Nick said it would be a great column. I have Iowa State, I think, as one of the most exciting and, and to to watch this year. Rutgers is in there, right? Rutgers Definitely. up there. I'm I'm excited about Illinois. I'm legitimately excited about what I think Bielma would do there. Because I mean, who have they who has Bill been uh Illinois coaches? Lovey Smith. Which will, they had they, Zook. They had no they had who they have there after what Zook. Was they the had last time they had like a two. head coach with college coaching chops like that had <laughs> fucking won at the college yeah. level before. Makovic in in uh, 90. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Jeff George. Uh yeah, Rutgers Illinois, Nick, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, look, as Patty C said, I, I I'm actually intrigued by both these schools. Is it going to get that much airtime on this Saturday? Probably not. You know, but uh, the box score will be nice to look at. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'll probably watch it. I mean, obviously, I got this studio set up. I'm watching all the games this year, buddy. All of them. All right. It just it, this is like a Big Ten slugfest. Both these teams are cold weather. You know, hard nose attitudes. You got super defensive uh, Shiano. You got ground and pound fucking Bielma. Give me Big Ten football in late October. I like it. I like it. Um, okay. Last pick of the draft is me here. And there's a lot of power games still out there. We got Kansas at Oklahoma state. That's out there. Uh, Missouri at Vanderbilt, Boston college at Syracuse, um, Arizona at USC, which actually was a great game last year. The, that probably when USC played Arizona. That was a great game. Yeah. Um, Indiana, Maryland, uh, Texas tech, Oklahoma, Virginia tech, Georgia tech, all out there. And then there's a few Hawaii, Utah state, maybe a South Florida ECU and a uh, Georgia state, Georgia Southern matchup. No FCS plays, no Monmouth, North Carolina, a and T Terrell Furman. My guy's going to be let down, but I'm taking you to Atlanta. I actually think this is game is not as bad as what Patty C says it is. I think Georgia tech at or Virginia tech at Georgia tech can be a ball game, can be a ball game guys. All right. Uh, I, I Jeff Collins has got this trajectory going in the right direction. I think this is a game, and I think we we we're, we're I I actually think there's two games here. I think Texas Tech Oklahoma probably deserve to be played too. Uh, yeah, and, and well, I, we just don't know what to expect from Wells yet. That that game seems like it should be a blowout, but the fact that they uh, Texas Tech went to overtime, or Arizona USC with Texas and Oklahoma yeah. last year. Maybe Texas Tech is closer to Oklahoma, but, but Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, though, deserves to be the top thirty. Well, it should. When you consider how many times both of these teams went to the ACC championship game out of the coastal, I mean, for the first what seven years of the ACC, uh, these were the only two teams to uh, play in the ACC championship from the coastal. Both have been back since, um, so really nine out of what like the four, fifth, fourteen or fifteen years that the league's been in existence. 
Georgia tech or Virginia tech has been the coastals representative in the championship game that it's been a little while since that's been the case though. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's, let's get to this here. What is our upset of the week? NC Nick goes first. Where are you taking us? Uh, let's see here. Upset of the week, huh? You know, I, Florida, I love you to going say Florida Penn state. state. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I love to say Penn state. Maybe if it was at home, I'm not seeing that. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think Utah beats UCLA, but are they that big of an upset there? No, you know, I think I spread? actually think I think Utah will be favored actually. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can't go there. Uh, I'm working down the list here. You know, WVU. Do they you know shake off their past demons the last three years and beat Iowa State? They might potentially. be potentially. I mean, Iowa State might be favored, but I can see a case where West Virginia is a one or two point favorite if they're if they have a strong uh, outing. You know what? I think you mentioned it before. I think Miami is a favorite, probably coming into Pitt. I mean, depending on the record, who knows? But I think Pitt wins that. Is that a decent enough of, yeah. of an upset? I think what, Patty Pitt C- over Miami. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a good yeah. upset. Okay, so Pitt upset of the week. Can you imagine for if Nick. Pitt beats fucking Clemson and Miami back to back weeks at home? <laughs> that place would be a rocking like it hasn't since they should have stayed on campus though. I watched some games in the eighties. Uh, yeah, that was an awesome stadium. They had on campus playing at that other. It's just, they go to these stupid NFL. Stadiums. I mean, fucking the Steelers should have stayed at three rivers. Heinz Field's cool and all, but nothing like three rivers. You're, you're a college stay on campus, play yeah. your games on campus. Yeah. Um, That's what Pittsburgh needs is they need to like establish their college identity in an otherwise pro town. Yeah, you know, they right. just become like the B-rate pro team at this plate. Uh, Petty C, what's your upset, man? You going Baylor? You going I'm, with your Bears? I'm staying. Well, it, with an in-state team, I'm taking you to my favorite upset in all of college football. That is the Nittany Lions of State oh, College. Wow, going into Ohio State and I fucking their season up. Love it, love like it. They do sometimes, and it's a very beautiful visual. For some reason, I like seeing Penn State in those all-white uniforms against Ohio State in those scarlet uniforms. It's one of the most beautiful visuals over in the horseshoe. And it's going to be a defensive struggle. And mm. I think Penn State makes just enough plays to pull this upset and fuck up Ohio State season. I like it. Can- can you give us one of those roars after the Penn State scores a touchdown? <laughs> we got to get that dialed in. Uh, uh, let's go with uh, what do I got here? I have some type of horrible, horrible sound. I think let's just do this. Spinal. <laughs> uh, They're gonna break the back of of the bus. Right. Yeah. Guys, I want to take Tulane as my upset, but I realized that I took Navy to beat Cincinnati as the week before, so I can't do that. So I'm gonna take you to. I'm going to take you to uh, Conway, South Carolina, where Troy is going to pull off the upset against coastal Carolina. All right. Troy with the upset 10 point dogs. They get it done. Shock the world. Patty C Um, look Colby. Colby can't stay on a uh, underdog team for more than one year in a row. He's got to get trendy with it. I almost went Michigan state, but then I remember that turncoat Mel Tucker. I couldn't back him. All right. Well, Colby is no longer allowed at the beach house. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Let's, let's then talk. uh, Well, wait, let me tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by Coors light. Yes. Do you ever feel like you're on Patty C? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit that reset button to get ready for what's next? Because these days everything is go, go, go. The no huddle offense, Patty C. This is like 
what they're talking about. Go, go, go. All right. That's Life Ole is Miss. a no huddle yeah. offense. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24 seven. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn it off, hit reset. And that's when you reach for Coors light. It's made to chill. All right. The mountains on the bottles and the cans even turn blue. When you're, when your beer is cold that way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in a new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly, you knuckleheads. All right. Here we are. If you're new to the podcast, this is where we do our Lou Holtz. What the fuck game of the week here. And you better believe I am fully prepared for my Lou Holtz. What the fuck game of the week, but Nick well, starting it off. What is your Lou Holtz? What the fuck game of the week? This game wasn't that easy. And, but let me tell you, I'm a, I'm a big ACC guy, but this game sucks and it's in a dome. <laughs> and it's in the Northeast and that's three strikes. Boston college at Syracuse is an awful, awful, awful football game that nobody should watch. Boston college at Syracuse drafted Lou Holtz. What the fuck game of the week? Number one. Uh, I made a case that one team should be a dome team in all of college football and it should be Syracuse, right? Yeah, actually, no. It shouldn't be. Because they have a good dome. You know no, no, it the shouldn't. The Bills be. have such great games yeah. up there. Well, yeah. and if you go back to when Syracuse played, like when they had Art Monk and stuff, they played outdoors, right? So, I'm gonna say it should be like a team in the in the South. It should be like should be a team in Texas. It should, it should be, be like Houston, Houston. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> or Tulane or something. Yeah. yeah. So BC at Syracuse is a snooze fest. I have zero desire of watching this one, but I probably still will watch it. Patty C, uh, what's your take on this game? Uh, BC Syracuse. Well, they're both in the Atlantic. They're both the two furthest North teams in the ACC and, and in the Atlantic. So you would figure as far <laughs> as teams that don't have a traditional year ending rival, that this would be a natural match. I don't think they're close enough geographically since uh, Syracuse is in either central or Western New York that, you know, there's actually any chance for a real rivalry here, but it should be bigger than it is, but they just both <laughs> suck and whatever. No one gives a fuck about football in the Northeast except for in pro football. So whatever. Not if you're a main black bear fan, buddy. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, where are we at? Let's go pick two Patty C. What is your, what the fuck game of the week? Oh. Flip that thing over. Oh, make that pick the, what the fuck game of the week? Um, bah, 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 bah. I guess you gotta say, UMass traveling, traveling to Liberty. <laughs> I mean, talk about two teams that could not be more opposite in terms of their on-field product. Um, Liberty has a returning quarterback who Colby projects as a first-round pick. UMass has never had a player drafted, probably. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I would think this would be Andy Isabella says, "Fuck you!" All right, he's a wide, uh, wide receiver, receiver for, for the Cardinals. Cardinals. Uh, oh, uh, Marcel Ship might say the same. Oh, running man. back from uh, UMass in the nineties. Pulling um, it out. Don't test the dance of <laughs> yes. uh, And and look, UMass. This game is is horrible. UMass just hired a bad coach. They had things going. Like Mark Whipple had that offense kind of moving. 
They go out and hire Walt Harris. It makes no sense. Nick, what's your thought on UMass Liberty? Any chance you watch it? No, no chance whatsoever. But UMass is a easy go-to for this uh, portion of the podcast every week. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you why there's a chance you might watch it is because I think we, we we've been fading them for years and it's like been a cash machine. All right, so it's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, At what point does Vegas learn like you can't put that line high enough? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. Okay, so pick three on my. So wait, Ole Miss. Uh, I'm sorry, not Ole Miss. UMass Liberty as Patty sees. What? Well, Lou Holtz, what the fuck game of the week? And mine is going to be, I'm going to take you to, well, I mean, let's just go to Buffalo. All right. Let's go to Buffalo. I understand the half their team just left for Kansas. I think Buffalo is still going to be decent enough where there'll be a Bowling Green's the worst team. I mean, short of UMass, I think UMass beat Bowling Green the last time they played Bowling Green is horrible. And this is a Mac game that should not be happening. All right. Bowling green at Buffalo. It's going to be cold as shit. Probably Buffalo's going to roll. It doesn't matter who they have as head coach. Bowling green is horrible. See Colby thinks that Lance Leipold Leipold is that kind of coach that they say, you know, a great coach leaves the program in good condition when he leaves. Yeah. So this year they'll be all right. All right. But, well, but this is well, definitely <laughs> my Lou Holtz. What the fuck game of the week? And there should not be cameras allowed into the stadium. <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else you guys want to say? We missed some. We didn't have an, this is our first one without an FCS game in a while. Central Arkansas, Jacksonville state, Alabama, A and M, Alabama state, Monmouth, North Carolina, A and T. We passed on all of those makes sense though. Elon was playing JMU. So it wasn't a big deal. Um, all right, guys, if you're a first time listener to the college experience, make sure you sub- subscribe to the college football experience. Cause we also have the college basketball experience. We talk college basketball and college football year round. Make sure you subscribe to both feeds and the college basketball experience is a brand new feed. Yes. We've talked about it for the past four years, but we need people to go over to iTunes, subscribe and also leave us a nice review. So get on over there, do that. And if you do, Take a screenshot, tag me at the Colby D, and I will send you a on Twitter. Tag me at the Colby D. I'll send you a college experience T-shirt, brand new. Um, and like I said, stay tuned. We're pr- breaking down all 130 college football teams on the college football experience starting June 14th. Subscribe, tell a friend. Things are happening. All right, we're wheeling and dealing over here. So Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. Give him a follow. NC Nick's at NC underscore N I C K. Go check out his most recent articles. Covers the Mac college football win totals. He's got a few other dropping, just did some fantasy football stuff. Check out all that shit. It's great. It's good writing. Uh, and uh, make sure you follow the sports gambling podcast at the SGP network and make sure you check out the Slack channel sports gambling podcast and check out the brand new app sports gambling oh. podcast network dropping pretty great stuff. Um, just hitting you yes, guys with everything left and right. All this great shit. So Check it out. This is the college experience. Way too early week nine preview. You better start thinking about yours. And we out.